Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh lolly, 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 Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au, or perhaps you're listening to the Afternoon Delight podcast. Yeah. As many are. Yeah. So welcome along, however you're choosing to uh, listen today, whether you're listening now or in the future. How's it going, Mr. Max? Good. You had a busy week? Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I just came back from uh, practice at the Speedway. Mm-hmm. I, I notice you've got a uh, Speedway shirt on that uh, listeners wouldn't be able to see. Yeah. So you're a bit of a rev head? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's in the blood? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so what does that uh, entail? What do you have to do there? Um, I was just helping out in the pit canteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Getting a bit of uh, maths in over the weekend. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you had a busy Halloween as well. Yeah. It's just been busy all over the place this week. Yeah. So uh, did you trick or treat or did you, um, what did you get up to? I was in the haunted house. In the haunted house. You were yeah. you were tricking as opposed to treating. Yeah. Or unless some people might see it as a treat to get scared. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, we've had the Colac show this weekend as well. Yeah. Did you get along to that? Oh, I didn't go, but I went to see the fireworks. Last night? Yep. Yep. What do you think of the big display? That was fun. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Um, so then, you wouldn't have had the chance to peruse all the different uh, types of show bags that were on display? No. Do you have a favourite that you go for or look for when you're at the show? I usually look for, um, like, Hot Wheels ones. Ah, so you're a bit of a toy fanatic? Yeah. I guess it uh, goes with the Speedway theme. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a sweet treat in mind at the show that is your favourite? Uh, Are you a fairy much. floss kind of kid or uh, hot dogs in uh, batter, slur- slushies and slurpy things? Or are you a hot jam donut kind of guy? Lots of different things. <laughs> Lots of different things. I um, picked some stuff up uh, across the week of the show for uh, a few future episodes of Afternoon Delight, but uh, I'm particularly looking forward to next week's. No spoilers. <laughs> but uh, today's uh, topic does actually come from one of the show bags uh, that was available at the show, but up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, we've got a few different uh, photos of some of the sweet things or the sometimes foods that you could possibly want mm-hmm. all in the one spot so there's buckets and buckets of fairy floss and uh, all the different types of show bags there's freddos fizzes zappos hubba bubba birdie beetle redskins milky bar crazy dips smarties kit kat skittles maltesers whiz fizz starburst mars m&ms uh what else have we got there 
Oh, heaps of good stuff. But they all yeah. have their own, yeah, show. But, oh, of course, um, the Warheads bag with all the mm. explosively sour stuff. So, yes, if I'd uh, had an endless bucket of money, I could have possibly got one of each for the show, <laughs> and that would be us for the rest of the year. But sadly, uh, twas not put to be. <laughs> but, um, well, let us know on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page then. What's your favourite uh, sweet treat at the show? Because there are so many different things out there. Um, I'm a hot jam donut person. Whenever I go to any event like that, I've got to try them out. And I tell you what, the team from Rockin' Donuts have the best selection at the show. I remember we had them for last year's. <laughs> yes, so good. Because they start with just your simple cinnamon donut, and then they have different flavoured guns that they inject into the donuts. Mm. So they have uh, traditional hot jam. Yeah, Nutella. Nutella. Caramel. And salted caramel. Yeah, real good stuff. Anyway, I think we better get this show on the road and find out uh, what's in the yum box this week. <laughs> Okay, Max, what part of the world are we uh, in at the moment? We opened a brand new box last week. We're in Greece. Greece, the home of democracy was our clue. And uh, so we tried some uh, sweet treats last week from the little yum bag of lollies. We had uh, pomegranate-flavoured kind of juicy um, tubes. But uh, this week you look to have gone a little bit more savoury. Yeah. What have you got there? Oregano potato chips, mm-hmm. soft wheat cookies with grape must fla- flavour. There you go. Okay. So uh, which one are we going with the first? The potato chips? Yep. Okie dokie. So uh, oregano. Hmm. The totties chips. If you end up going gaga over, over these Greek potato chips, you have one person to thank. Jonas Kapodistrias the first Prime Minister of Greece. Mm. There you go. Do you know why? (laughs) Possibly not? Okay. In addition to building schools, preparing the country for democracy, and creating jobs for women, he was also a die-hard supporter of the potato. And so when uh, he was Prime Minister in 1829, he dreamt of making Greece a potato hub, hoping that it would boost the country's economy. He was so invested in putting down the potatoes' roots in Greece that he gave them away for free. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, you know, start your own potato farm. Still, the public didn't see the appeal, so he hatched a new plan. He hired armed guards to protect his next potato shipment. Lo and behold, that got the Greeks interested. Local farmers were convinced that the potatoes were extremely valuable, and so they started stealing them. And <laughs> from there... They planted them and obviously started their own potato farms. Mm. So he tricked them into thinking they were more valuable than they actually were. That's very clever. Quite an ingenious idea. And so there, uh, from there I should say, we've got these oregano flavoured potato chips. So uh, tell us, what are we uh, looking at here? Do you know those? Um, A couple of boxes ago, Mm. there was some like this. It looks like that. Okay, similar to your regular kind of thin potato chips. Yeah. That style of cut. Doesn't say if they're baked or fried, does it? Um, 
I can't read anything on this, but... It's all in Greek? Yep. It is too. That's not very helpful to us at all. <laughs> but we do know that they're oregano flavoured. Yeah, no, everything is <laughs> in Greek. We'll need our uh, Greek translator on the job. Okay, flavour-wise, what are you what are you thinking? That's good. It's got a very, yeah, tangy taste to it. It tastes like chicken chips. Mmm, that could be the magic ingredient that we have in uh, the Australian chicken chips because that chicken salt flavour that we have is not really chicken flavour. Yeah, it does have that chickeny taste. Mm-hmm. Crunchy. Okay. They are quite crunchy. I'm, I'm trying our magic translating to see if I get anything out of the, uh, the bago chips. It's translating into the most basic English, but none of it's actually making sense. So I'm going to say we don't have the technology yet to <laughs> translate what's written on this chip packet to tell you uh, all the, the good, the bad, and the ugly about them. But flavor-wise, they're very, very, um, yeah, very nice. Got a, a slight tang to them with the oregano flavor. Mm-hmm. What are you giving them out of um, two thumbs? Two thumbs. Nice work. Okie dokie. And our second um, of today is the wheat cookies. Now, <laughs> did you want to have a go at trying to pronounce the name of the brand? I saw it and I don't <laughs> want to try. <laughs> Mousto Caluro is how I'm going to pronounce it. So it's wheat cookies with grape. Hmm. It looks like a donut. It does. And it's reasonably soft. It's kind of got that gingerbread quality to it. Yeah, I was just smelling it and... It smells like a gingerbread Does cookie. Does it? Okay. So, you don't often use the word musty to describe something that's good. It usually refers to, you know, something down in the basement that's a bit spongy and smelly. <laughs> but, um, apparently these cookies are musty for a reason. They're made with actual grape must. Do you know what grape must is, Max? No. It is a thick mixture which contains the freshly pressed juice, skins, seeds, and stems of the grapes. So it's usually prepared as the first step in wine crafting, where they kind of mush it all together. You could say that must is a must for winemaking. Mm. Um, it's, the, it's only when the winemaker decides the must is ready, which is a very critical decision that affects the taste, that he or she will extract the grape juice from the skin, seed, and stems to begin the process of fermenting it into wine. So, fortunately for us, the uh, must made in Kilkis, which is a city in the hills of northern Greece, doesn't actually get turned into wine. Instead, it's turned into this traditional cookie called the Mastokuluro. It's got a touch of cinnamon and is baked into a soft sweet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it very much it looks like a mini donut. would be about what? 15 centimetres diameter, do you think? Yeah. Or maybe? Maybe. Or maybe... No, because that's too long. I'm, I'm taking it back to about 10 to 12. <laughs> but, um, yeah, very um, soft and spongy. Mm-hmm. Kind of cake-like. Yeah. Not like the, you know, hard-baked biscuits that we used to here. Mm-hmm. A lot softer and crumbly. Yeah. Hint of cinnamon flavour. What are you thinking of the grape taste? I can't taste grape. 
it's got that, um, I don't know, I'm no wine drinker or wine enthusiast expert. The cinnamon is really um, sitting at the back of my taste buds, if that makes sense. Mm. But the, uh, yeah, the soft biscuity base, very nice. Mm-hmm. In comparison to the uh, oregano chips, a very different flavour indeed. But, yeah, I'm quite taken with that. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down? One thumb up. One out of two? Okie dokie. Well then, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to find out the history of this week's topic right after this. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. On Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to get into this week's topic, and as we hinted before, it does have uh, its roots in the fact that we had the Colac Show this weekend. What is our topic this week? Bertie Beetle. Yeah, Bertie Beetle. So, uh, what do you know about Bertie Beetle? I know that it's my mum's favourite <laughs> chocolate. Chocolate of all time? Mm-hmm. Even better than caramel? Mmm. That's a that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Uh, so the Birdie Beetle uh, was launched by Hoadleys in 1963, and it's apparently have been created as a way to use up different fragments of honeycomb that was left over when they made their violet crumble bars. So violet crumbles are cut into um, block shapes and then coated with chocolate. All those little slivers of honeycomb would then get crushed up and the milk chocolate would have small chips of honeycomb in it to make the Birdie Beetle Bar. Uh, There was a white chocolate version with caramel chips later developed, but it was discontinued after a certain time. At some point, after Roundtree's took over Hoadley's in 1970, the product was then withdrawn from sales in shops and could only be purchased in a show bag at the royal shows and um, exhibitions around different sites. So it was kind of a show bag marketing only. They were often known as one of the most cheap show bags available. As I was growing up, they were always the $1 bag, where you'd get a $1 show bag of Bertie Beetles that had 10 Berties in it. Mm-hmm. These days, that price has gone up quite significantly. It's yeah. still one of the cheapest show bags out there, but uh, yes, it's certainly not a dollar anymore. Um, the Bertie Beetle show bag is one of the most popular show bags ever made. When the bag was withdrawn from sales at the Royal Shows, Nestle then bowed to the resultant community pressure and recommenced selling it because there was a... Apparently, they weren't making enough money out of having it as a show bag only thing, so they stopped making Bertie Beetles, and there was this public outcry, bring back Bertie Beetle. (laughs) And so, he's back. Bertie himself seems to have been a name associated with Beetles for generations, Uh, In the 1930s, Bertie Beetle was a character in a series of stories in the children's section of several Australian newspapers. Written by The Sandman, the series featured Will Wattlegum, who was a koala, and Clarence the Kookaburra. There was also another author in the 1940s 
who under the pseudonym of Bertie Beetle produced a children's book called Gilbert the Guinea Pig and Other Tales. But just like the famous Fredo Frog, Bertie the Beetle has transformed over the years. He was originally beetle-shaped, um, so he had uh, a foil wrapper highlighting the beetle's spotted wings. Australian artist John Percival was so taken with the wrappers in 1968, he created an artwork made up of nearly 80 of them. But like Fredo, the beetle eventually became a bit more anthropomorphised and has turned into the more almost human-ish beetle, that uh, cartoon character we know today. So how would you describe Bertie looking at him now, Max? Um, Four-legged with two um, human with antennas. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of looks like he's got flying goggles on. Yeah. Mm. So uh, Hoadley Roundtree was bought out by Nestle in 1988, and there was a certain amount of misinformation out there about... um, the showbag marketing thing. It's not clear whether Hoadley Rantry negotiated the agreement or whether Nestle did it on their behalf at a later date. But it is true that they did disappear from local shops and uh, as of 2017, they sell more than 250,000 at some of the bigger shows. So that's a lot of birdie beetles. Yeah. Um, You can purchase them online now at any time of the year. They've got their own birdie beetle website. And there have been a small run of special editions. So in 2013, the 50th anniversary special edition of the Bertie Beetle show bag was made available. It had 50 Bertie Beetle chocolates and a mask in it. So you could dress up as Bertie. Cool. In 2016, uh, it was um, crowned the most popular show bag at the Brisbane Ecca Festival. And this year, the Birdie Beetle Retro Show Bag was produced for some shows. It included a retro paper bag, some original Birdie Beetle chocolate bars in the beetle shape, and two collector mugs. Now, I couldn't find any of those around the Colac Show this weekend. So uh, I'm not sure if they were maybe, you know, Melbourne Show, that sort of thing, the bigger shows. But uh, if anyone knows where we can get them, that'd be pretty cool to have. Yep. Um, the was a Bertie Beetle ice cream um, that was put on the market in a certain um, supermarket at the start of this year in January. And as of 2018, um, you could get a giant plush Bertie Beetle toy as well. So, yeah, (laughs) that's that's a lot of Bertie Beetle. Oh, I remember when the Bertie Beetle ice cream out. Came, came out. out, yeah. You're a fan. We went to go get it. All gone. Yeah. Yeah. Those sorts of things don't last too long. Um, in 2016, with the Bertie Beetle show bags being sold online, uh, they had the Bertie Beetle biggest show bag, which has 80 Berties in it. The Bertie Beetle bounty box, which is 150 Bertie Beetle chocolates, and it comes with a little gift box. And then the Bertie Beetle bulk bundle. How many do you think would be in that big carton of Bertie Beetles? Don't know. <laughs> 250. Well. Yeah. So if, you, if you're madly keen on Bertie Beetle, I'm not quite sure how much money they, uh, they go for, but they are some of the different showbag shop versions of Bertie Beetle that are available out there. So, yeah, Bertie Beetle, as I said, has always been the uh, 
the home favourite that it was the cheapest show bag. Even if you were allowed one show bag as a kid, there always seemed to be you can have one show bag and a birdie beetle. <laughs> you yeah, you can't you can't luck out with um with a birdie beetle bag. <laughs> Sounds like a tongue twister. How many times could you say birdie beetle bag? Mm. Ten times fast? Give it a shot. I'm not going to try. No? Ah, okay. Well, let us know on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. What are your favourite sweet treats at the show? We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to uh, have a bit of a sample of the Bertie Beetle. Okay, it is time to put the spotlight on the Bertie Beetle, Max. Now, the bag that I got uh, yesterday at the show comes with 20 in the bag. Mm. Not too bad for value for money. Yeah. But uh, the little packaging, as we said, the uh, anthropomorphised birdie beetle has four legs he stands on and two little arms he waves with. He's got his kind of big eye flying goggles, red spotted wings with yellow dots, mm-hmm. and a great big smile. Yeah. Now, when you open up, it's a blue package. Uh, inside, the shape of... The birdie beetle. Mine was put upside down. It was upside down, was it? Actually, so was mine. Must be the new manufacturing one. Does he have a different face to yours? No? Looking pretty much the same? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of waving or saluting. I'm not quite sure. He's got Bertie across the front of his tummy. It's different. But he does look a bit different to, yeah, to the packaging. That's interesting. I wonder if that's more along the line of some of the original kind of the late 80s look perhaps yeah hmm um so give it a bit of a nibble let us know what it sounds like tastes like all of the above what have you got i think that is um honeycomb you got the honeycomb crunch yep mm-hmm. chocolate's good now it's nestle chocolate so we can give you the uh, the rundown on who what why it's a 10 gram bar, whatever you want to call it, piece of chocolate. Uh, It doesn't contain gelatin, so it's suitable for vegetarians. does contain glucose um, from wheat and milk soy, but apparently it's still gluten-free. I don't see how that works. Yeah. Hmm. There's just something about a birdie beetle, and I can't quite put my... Like, when you eat a violet crumble... That's the overwhelming taste of honeycomb. Mm-hmm. This is that smooth chocolate taste with the tiny little crunchy bits in it. It's kind of like honeycomb ice cream. There's just mm-hmm. these tiny flecks. So New Zealanders call it hokey pokey. This is kind of like a hokey pokey chocolate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, smooth chocolate, bitey bits of crunchy honeycomb. One question. Yes. Do you eat it from the head or the feet? Oh, yes. Now, <laughs> former Afternoon Delight presenter Cat always suggested that you nibble from the toes up so that you can hear them scream when it comes to things like jelly babies or uh, <laughs> any sweet treat with a head. Oh, no, I did actually bite the head off that one first. I hadn't, hadn't really thought of it. I always bite the head off. So you don't have to listen to the... The tortured screams of the birdie beetle. Yeah. We're humane people, that's why. <laughs> um, but there you go. Anything else you'd like to tell us about birdie beetle? Mm, 
Not really. If we could go back in time, what would your thoughts be on the whole white chalk-coated caramel crunch? Yum. Yeah? I know we can't really go head-to-head with it because there is nothing like a birdie beetle, but comparing it maybe to the birdie beetle chocolate even, again, it's kind of... uh, Sorry, uh, ice cream. It'd be similar in the hokey-pokey crunch-style thing. So the ice cream is uh, on a stick... So it's ice cream coated in chocolate with flecks of honeycomb. So like a honey crunch, but chocolate coated. So the honeycomb pieces are in the chocolate as opposed to throughout the ice cream itself. So once you've eaten the outside of it off, you're down to just the chocolate's ice cream centre. I just realised he's got three fingers and one thumb. Oh, there you go. He's got Simpsons hands. Do you know why cartoonists often do that? Three fingers and one thumb? No. Because it's almost impossible to animate and draw smaller four-finger things. They just come off looking like bunches of bananas. (laughs) So often cartoon characters will have four fingers because they can leave a gap um, that looks more realistic than if they had, you know, proper four sausage fingers. (laughs) But there you go. If you've got some uh, Bertie Beetle memories, feel free to share them. 0439 329 713. That is 0439 329 713. Or uh, jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and post your showtime memories, your Bertie Beetle fun facts up there. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with our sweetest tune right after this. It is time on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune, Max. What have you chosen for us today? It's a beetle. A beetle song. Of course, Bertie Beetle. And uh, which beetle song? Because the Beatles are such a famous band. They've got hundreds of different songs we could have chosen from. What have you gone with? Let it be. Let it be. Okay. Uh, any particular reason? Um, it was Charlotte's song... Last year for the school concert. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, then, want to know some facts about Let It Be, then? Okay. Okay. So, it is a song by the Beatles, uh, released on the 6th of March, 1970, and it was the title track from their album, which is also, of course, called Let It Be. That's what title track means. It was written and sung by Paul McCartney, and the single version of the song was produced by George Martin. It features a softer guitar solo and an orchestral section is mixed in whilst the album version has a more aggressive guitar solo and the orchestral section is all mixed into the final uh, final tune. So uh, apparently Paul McCartney had the idea for Let It Be after he had a dream about his mother during a very tense period surrounding his recording session for the White Album and when rehearsing the song with the Beatles he occasionally sang Brother Malcolm which was a reference to the Beatles' assistant Mal Evans in place of Mother Mary. Um, He also says that uh, it's got absolutely nothing biblical about it, even though it does say Mother Mary. The uh, phrase was uh, apparently related back to his mother, who had passed away when he was 14 years old. And he said, It's great to visit her again in my song, and I feel very blessed to have that dream. So uh, without further ado, it's a... Kind of a softer, slower song. Uh, This is The Beatles 
with Let It Be. That there was the Beatles with Let It Be, our sweetest tune this week. What's your thoughts, Max? That was good. Pretty nice? Yeah. Yeah, kind of sweet. Um, we are fast running out of time. Gosh, where does it go? Uh, we'll be back right after this to uh, find out what's new on the shelf. What's new, It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to find out what is new on the shelf this week. Max, what have you found for us? Golden Rough Chocolate. Now, Golden Rough uh, is a chocolate that uh, everyone would know quite well, but uh, what's new about it? It actually comes in a block now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just in the, uh, the tiny little pieces. Now, this is a chocolate that is uh, absolutely chock-a-block full of coconut. Mhm. Mhm. What does it say on the uh, outer packaging for us? With roasted coconut. Yep. And, and another, it's another Nestle product. So, Thirty yeah. Beetle and uh, Golden Rough Chocolate Block. So the uh, block itself is in a curved um, arrangement on on the top. Yeah. So each individual piece has a kind of a curved, raised bump at the top with the Nestle logo in it, mm-hmm. and then you can see those pieces of roasted coconut throughout the entire piece of chocolate. Go on for the nibble, what are you thinking? It's good. Again, it's that smooth, creamy chocolate, and the bits of flaked roasted coconut kind of settle at the bottom of each um, piece of chocolate. It tastes, it tastes like a bounty. Mmm, yeah, with the... I think because the bounty's got a lot more moisture in it because it's the pure coconut centre, whereas this got the the coconut pieces through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from with the bounty idea. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Good stuff. You're a bit of a coconut fan. Clunder. Not quite as good as Turkish Delight. Mm. <laughs> that was a bit of a grimace. Uh, let's take a quick look back at our um, Afternoon Delight OCRFM Lolly Facebook page. Last week we were uh, asking which is the best lollies for Halloween because we have had uh, a trick-or-treating week. Um, suggestion of witchetty grubs is something that I wouldn't have thought of that came up on the page. I guess because they've got that grubby look about them. Mm-hmm. Lollipops and anything that's wrapped. Yep. That sort of stuff. It looks like people were quite taken with your uh, handsome pose with the vampire teeth in, Max. <laughs> uh, and I haven't made the toxic waste mac and cheese yet. I need to get round to having a go at that recipe. <laughs> Radio. So keep letting us know, all those sometimes foods that are at the show, what of them are your favourites? You can text 0439 329 713. What's your favourite sweet treat? when you go off to uh, um, a royal show or an agricultural show? Mm-hmm. Or what are your favourite Bertie Beetle memories? As I say, mine is the fact that even if you were limited to one show bag per kid in the family, you could always manage to pick up a, a Bertie Beetle bag to share with everybody. Yeah. We're almost out of time. We'll take a very quick break, and we'll be back to unwrap our Kinder Surprise. Kinder. 
It is time to open up our Kinder Surprise Max and find out what's inside. The foil is off. The chocolate is off. And pop goes the weasel. Inside the capsule, what have we got? It's a fox type thing. A fox? I think it's a fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, that looks like a fox to me. And I have no idea what I do with it. Mm. Is that the only thing that's in there? No. Oh, there's other little pieces. There's one more piece. What's kind of like a fawny coloured... Is that rocks, maybe? Oh, there's another thing. Oh, <laughs> there's another bit hiding in there. Okay, do you want to tell us what you're doing? It... Well, I don't know what I'm doing, but... <laughs> so you've, you've attached the larger round piece to the smaller little rock-looking piece? Yeah. And... I don't know what I do now. What's the picture on the little piece of cardboard that you just added? It's rocks with eyes poking out. Through the, kind of, the gaps in the rocks. Yeah. So is that like the fox's cave, perhaps? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that you snapped in the little cardboard piece and the fox kind of sits in front of that, I guess? <laughs> like a little hidey it. hole. I'm assuming it must be part of a set with other creatures that maybe move together to create a kind of woodland scene, perhaps? I think so. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Max has got him set up in his little hidey hole there now. Well, there you go. That is this week's Afternoon Delight. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to you joining us next week. Don't forget, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can uh, hit us up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page or you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au and let us know what are your favourite things when it comes to the show. And by that we mean kind of collect show or agricultural show. Yeah. So we'll catch you next week from three to do it all again. Yeah. Bye-bye. See ya. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. While waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clear in the light of day. And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together Makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you Is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight